0: This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 K-E-Y-K, Osage Beach, Missouri. The key. Content provided by the people right here on 89.3 K-E-Y-K, Osage Beach, Missouri.
1: I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, August 2nd. It's Election Day in Missouri. Voters will decide in today's primary elections who will be the candidate for the major parties in November. But in many places, today's elections will really decide who wins in November. From state and U.S. senator races to county commissioners and prosecutors, there's a lot being decided around the state today. More information and voter guides are available at lakeexpo.com. A Colorado man is facing trafficking drug charges. That's after authorities say they found more than 130 pounds of marijuana in the back of his vehicle. On Saturday evening, July 30th, a Camden County deputy stopped a vehicle with expired temporary tags from out of state. That deputy reportedly discovered a huge load of weed in the back of the vehicle. 45-year-old Kenneth Lemoiro was arrested and charged with three felonies and two misdemeanors. He's being held in Camden County Jail without bond. And Citizens Against Domestic Violence says they're asking the community for help. CADV lends a hand to victims of domestic abuse in the lake area, but they say they need more facilities to help more people at their emergency housing 987 total people were served with beds in 2021 but 145 were turned away because all their beds were full plans to expand cadv include four new bedrooms with a total of 12 beds added more information on the project and how to donate at cadv slash voc.org this has been your lake expo news cut all this news and more at lakeexpo.com lake news events boating and the lake life flakeexpo.com.
0: Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key & Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and bobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key & Lock serving the entire lake area.
2: Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. It is a huge day in the baseball world. Today brings the Major League Baseball trading deadline. Five o'clock our time tonight. So will the Cardinals make a big move that will help them in the playoffs? We'll find out again the trading deadline coming tonight. Now the Cardinals had yesterday off. They open a three-game home series against the rival Cubs today. Uh, The Redbirds will be at home for the next six games three against the Cubs and then three against the Yankees this weekend as for the Royals they are long out of their playoff race so big trades at this point not going to help them this year anyway they opened a series in Chicago against the White Sox yesterday game two of that three-game series today and then the Red Sox will be in Kansas City for a four-game weekend series the Chiefs continue training camp it's week two in St. Joe. A lot of changes this year. No Tyreek Hill. Of course, he was traded to Miami in the offseason. First preseason game, August 13th. The first three games of the regular season in September will be at Arizona at home against the Chargers and then in Indianapolis. And then the second month of the season, in October, it'll be the Buccaneers on the road then at home against the Raiders and the Bills and then in San Francisco against the 49ers. That is a tough schedule for the Chiefs. Troy Aikman is going to be leaving Fox. He is joining ESPN's Monday Night Football crew this year, and Troy is going to make a lot of money. $90 million for five years, that means Troy will make more in the next five years in the broadcast booth than he made his entire playing career. And he won three Super Bowls and is in the Hall of Fame. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. 7.02 in the morning. and 11.02 p.m. And Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows including the Community Spotlight Show every day at 9.02, 3.02 and 7.02. That features some of the biggest names in our community. Find out how they got to be where they are. That is the Community Spotlight Show. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90 absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV and streaming live 24-7 at at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Programming on
0: Key Radio made possible in part through the generosity of our underwriters like Victoria Station. Everyone at Victoria Station is excited about the new season. It's a chance to see their friends and show off some new products. Misty Atkison talks about what they've done to enhance your shopping experience at Victoria Station.
3: We're looking for new product, looking for new categories, new information on new categories, new colors, new design, just something unique, something we've not seen, something we've not had in our product mix. So we bought a lot of things we think will look great with what we've already been doing. We added to our nautical product mix, we added to our nautical artwork and furniture and accessories, uh, but we were looking for something unique and, and different. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530.
0: This is your chance to get involved in community radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. Welcome in. My goodness, 808 and 77 degrees. Looks like we've got another hot one on tap for today. A heat advisory remains in effect until 8 o'clock tomorrow night. 99 the high today, 76 the low tonight. Sunshine during the day, a clear sky tonight. And then uh, some isolated thunderstorms possible tomorrow with a high of 97, a low of 72, Uh, 38, 40% uh, chance for that rain tomorrow. And we had been talking maybe some 80-degree weather, and as is the case here in the state of Missouri, that has all changed. It certainly has. Partly cloudy at 93 on Thursday, sunny at 94 on Friday, sunny at 95 on Saturday, partly cloudy at 93 on Sunday. And then looking ahead, uh, we will see temps uh, more than likely in the low to mid-90s from uh, that point on. Uh, with Monday of next week, uh, looks like uh, partly cloudy and a high of around 92 degrees. What's shaking at uh, Bagnell Dam? Well, the lake level at 659.16, river level at 551.82, and the surface water temperature... Uh, 83 degrees currently, so it's on its way back up. We were down to 82. We got as high last week as uh, 86. But uh, I guess with the warmer weather, you can uh, anticipate and count on some warmer temps as far as that uh, surface water temperature is concerned. 810, and we're going to open it up to you this morning, 573-633-5395. We affectionately call it the Key Radio Community Hotline. And what we're doing this morning is encouraging folks to call in and talk to us about whatever may be on your mind. I'll get the ball rolling, and at any point, feel free to call in and talk to us about uh, what's on your mind. Maybe uh, a candidate or two that is out there listening this morning Uh, might want to get a a final plug in, because, of course, today is the day that we uh, get to perform our civic duties and head to the polling place where we are supposed to cast our vote for a number of things, and we'll uh, look at the ballot uh, for Camden and uh, possibly Miller County as well. A lot of the things that we're seeing on uh, the Camden County ballot are uh, some of the same things we'll see on the Miller County ballot, uh, but there are a few differences. People running for presiding commissioner in both Camden and Miller County. I know Tom Wright is uh, retiring there in uh, Miller County, and. I don't know about anybody else, but I can speak uh, on the experiences that I've had with Tom, uh, a great uh, presiding commissioner in Miller County, and a guy who's really worked hard uh, to take care of the issues, the problems, the citizens to the best of his ability. So I'm going to be sorry to see him go. Maybe at uh, some point we could bring him in here and have him sit down behind a mic in the uh, Friendly Confines of the World Headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors and uh, have him discuss his tenure as presiding commissioner of uh, Miller County. As I said, 573-633-5395. I did have a chance earlier this morning to talk with uh, the mayor of Osage Beach, Michael Harmison. And I was inquiring about uh, the outlet mall. Of course, as you know, the um, plan that they had in place did not go through. And a lot of people have asked me about it. They said, well, have you had a chance to uh, talk to anyone in uh, Osage Beach about the mall?" Well, at this particular point, I have heard absolutely nothing. And that is uh, the case with the city of Osage Beach. Nothing has been presented to them after the fact. So I don't know if it's uh, a done deal, if uh, someone else is going to try and step in. What would you like to see happen over there? The original plan... Uh, This plan that they had talked about was essentially to have some shops, to have some restaurants, to have some apartments, to have a hotel, to have some entertainment. Uh, Do you think that was a good direction? Do you think that would have really revived the outlet mall? That was the hope anyway. Uh, Do you uh, think that uh, there is another purpose for it? I had heard somebody say, well, you know, it would be a great place for a medical park. You know, you have all of your doctors and uh, facilities that you need uh, all in one place sure maybe that's not a bad idea what do you think would work give us a call this morning and to share your thoughts and also how do they go about reviving it is a, a tiff the way to go because of course there was a lot of concern and there, there are always a lot of concerns about TIFFs. and my friend David Stokes Uh, from the Show Me Institute uh, is a good source of information. And he did actually, when all of this was going on, contact the city of Osage Beach to get their input, their thought process on the TIF. But uh, TIFs in general, are we uh, likely to see more of them? I think there is one that exists right now or is in the process of uh, being put together as far as a TIF commission. And what's interesting about the TIF commissions is they come in and they uh, okay things, you know, or maybe they don't. But then eventually those folks go on their way, and uh, maybe they're not around to see whether or not the uh, project that they have deemed tiff worthy uh, will actually come to fruition. And is there any real guarantee, let's say, if the mall had gone through uh, the folks that were working on the uh, Possibly developing them all, they had asked for a tiff. Is there any real guarantee that things are going to turn out the way that uh, they initially planned for them to turn out? Unless you have a crystal ball, I I think that's uh, I think that's uh, a big, 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 huge, massive. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I certainly don't know at this particular point. So. Looking at uh, the uh, sample ballot that we have obviously um, a number of folks running for United States Senate uh, both uh, we've got uh, Democrats we've got uh, Republicans but interestingly enough I was uh, was watching uh, TV yesterday as I so often do And I had heard that uh, former President Trump had endorsed some candidates here in the state of Missouri. And so he uh, essentially, I guess, uh, confused some folks with his endorsements. But what do you do, right? Let us uh, take an opportunity to jump on the phone line here this morning and take a call. Collar, good morning. You are on The Daily Show. What's up?
4: Good morning, KB. Here he That's is. Professor Paisley on this thing. How, How are, you are you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing great, sir. It's, uh, it's good to well. hear from you. Yeah, here you go. What's on your mind this morning?
4: Well, here's what's on my mind. This uh, I've already been out and voted this morning, and I'm encouraging everybody to do the same. Sure. Nothing drives me more crazy than people complaining and then not voting, you know, uh, one of the key things here is that we are fortunate in this country that you know our founding fathers were smart enough to give us a ultimate check on the power mm-hmm. and that we have the power to vote people out and in having said that you know we we all know that uh, the politics today at the local state and national level couldn't get any more down and dirty if they wanted to. But here's the key thing to remember. Here's to what to remember, folks. Whoever wins, regardless of whoever wins, we need to support that person. And I know that's going to be hard to do. But bottom line is, that's what makes the system work. You know, I mean, in medieval times, they'd put an ogre in there to run everything, and you had no choice. Well, you know, Bottom line is as our founding fathers came up with the idea, saying, let's, you know, take a look at this. And, uh, you know, we have the option of voting somebody out. But when we put somebody in there, it's that very system that allows us to have that checks and balance. And if we don't support the people who do run, we're going to destroy the system that gives us that power. So I just wanted to get that in there today. But, uh, you know, bottom line, whoever wins... You know, hold your nose if you have to, but we need to support.
0: <laughs> I know you will uh, be on the program tomorrow morning in the 9 o'clock hour, and that uh, you and I have discussed the fact mm-hmm. that you have got uh, three different topics that you could possibly address. Uh, do you want to let the yeah. cat out of the bag at all or just uh, wait until tomorrow? Sure,
4: sure. No, we've got uh, three things. You know, I, I think I need a big roulette wheel to spin in the mornings to decide which, which one <laughs> we want
0: to do. But, all right. Uh,
4: <laughs> I had a, had a listener uh, contact me and wanted to know, what all does China really own? Mm-hmm. You know, we've already talked a little bit about the agriculture side, but you'll be amazed at things that they also own. Then uh, we have another one that talks about this Inflation Reduction Act, which uh, is anything but. And I'm going to try and explain to you in simple terms what it really is and and the impact of that on you and me every day. Right. And then um, the third one is, of course, uh, Speaker Pelosi deciding she's going to go for a little, you know, plane ride and zip around Taiwan airspace, which uh, I understand is going to happen in a couple of hours here. So, you know, that could bring about all kinds of changes. And so all of these things are, are up there in the air right now, no pun intended. And so I'm going to kind of just listen to the news today and pick one of those three and I can promise you that we'll eventually get to all of them.
0: <laughs> well, we've got we've got plenty of uh, Wednesdays to work them all in and uh, again, I know that uh, the listeners are always happy to Uh, throw their two cents in and uh, suggest maybe various topics that we can talk about. So if they want to do that, can they go to truehistoryprofessor.com and uh, leave you a message?
4: You bet you can. Uh, It's truehistoryprofessor.com. You'll Uh find the links there to uh, Key Radio and to my podcast, and there's an opportunity for to leave a comment and uh, ask a question, and I'd be more than happy to take them. And like I say, suggestions for shows – you know, bottom line, that's, that's great. Yeah. You know, I just love it, you know, and that, uh, the talking heads on national media have a tendency to dro- just drop you a headline and leave you all standing there wondering what in the world is that all about? So yeah, I, you know, the, the biggest thing for me is my listeners. You know, I, they, I learn from them, not the other way around. Yes, so, sir. It's I, great, great to be on the air with you. One
0: what, what other quick question while I've got you on the phone. And this is something I was going to talk about, but I've got you here now. We talk about all of the mudslinging that goes on during the uh, uh, the time up to the actual uh, election itself. Uh, there was there was a lot of mudslinging that went on back in the day, and I know that you've uh, talked about some of the campaigns run. Uh, gosh. I don't know, is there any one particular campaign in history that kind of stands out in your mind as far as the back and forth and how, uh, I don't know if daring is the word to use, but uh, how far and to what extent someone would go or did go in order to, uh, you know, kind of slam the other guy?
4: Oh, you know, one that pops right off the top of my head is uh, Jefferson and Adams, and I mean, they were really slinging the mud at one another, Mm -hmm. uh, all the way to the point that, you know, they were accusing Jefferson of having relations with his slaves and all this, and, you know, he'd he'd fire right back, you know, and I mean, it literally got down into the mud, and bear in mind, back at that time, this this was really fascinating to me, The, the winner became president, second place, Became vice president. So think about that. You would have a situation where you know in in the last election you'd have Biden Biden as president and Trump as vice president. Wouldn't that be interesting? You know, and if I was president, I'd sleep with one eye open all the time, wouldn't you? you know? So yeah, and you know the other good one was uh, you know when Lincoln ran. Uh, he wasn't even on the ballot in the South. They didn't they put him on there, and uh, it was fascinating. You know, they were they were asking people about it, and his wife, Mary Todd Lincoln, was a Southerner, and they interviewed one of Lincoln's brothers-in-law hmm. when Lincoln was running for president, and he is he he stated he said he is the greatest scoundrel left unhung. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, there was no, you know, Thanksgiving at their house had to be a blast,
0: right? So at some point, I guess, they drew the line as far as civility goes, but uh, I I think in this day and age, uh, once again, they're trying to cross that line.
4: Yeah, and I think the biggest change that we've seen is technology, you know, uh, back in the days of, like, Lincoln, you know, the Lincoln-Douglas debates, they traveled by horseback from one town to the next, and... You know, you actually got to sit there with the candidates and, and fire questions, but uh, it was mainly word of mouth and, and what few newspapers there were. But now, boy, you can say anything you want and instantaneously reach millions of people. So that's the big change, I think, is the technology. Right. You know? And once it's out there, good grief, you know, guilty until proven innocent.
0: You know, it's like, um, what was I listening to the other day? Somebody was talking, they? they played some audio. Of, uh, you know how candidates like to go out and, uh, and, and, and speak on their records and, and, and all the great things that they've done. And in particular, Biden made a, a, a statement some years ago how he uh, you know got three degrees and he was the best student in his class and went on and on mm-hmm. and on about how great and wonderful he was. And then uh, I heard uh, later on that they played a clip from a... Uh, a news story that uh, they had done, uh, I guess it, it was, uh, on CNN when CNN used to be basically the cable news network and they reported the news. They didn't put a spin on everything. Mm-hmm. And the reporter was talking about uh, the retraction that, uh, Biden had mm-hmm. to make because all of the things that he said about all of his degrees and being the best student in his class, uh, they weren't true. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And you know, that's the thing. Uh, The problem is, is that, that all you had to do was say it and it became fact, you know, and, and they know that, you know, on, on all the parties, they know full well that all you have to do is say it and, you know, you'll get 80% of the people say, well, I heard it on the news. That's what it is, you know, and not take the time to look at the, the true issues, which is to me just absolutely fascinating. You know, i Man, I mean to tell you, you would think that, that Biden spent his whole life sitting on his dad's knee in Scranton, talking about things. Every time you turn around, I remember talking to Dad in Scranton. Right, well, he was only there till he was six. Good grief, you know. So, but you know, makes for a good story, right?
0: It certainly does. <laughs> hey, listen, Jim. Yeah, I, so- I- I you appreciate know. you uh, you taking time this morning to uh, join us. And again, uh, to everyone listening, Professor Jim Paisley, his true history professor uh, uh, show will be on tomorrow morning uh, in time. the 9 o'clock <laughs> hour at 9.10. And we've got a lot of different things to choose from. So all I can tell folks is if you want to know exactly what he's going to be talking about, you'll have to tune in right here to Key Radio. Thank you, sir. All right. Get out there and vote, folks. Absolutely. That is uh, Professor Jim Paisley, and having an opportunity this morning to hear from him, uh, you'll have an even uh, better opportunity to hear from him tomorrow morning at 910. Also, we hope to have Ike Skelton on with us. Now, when I talked to Ike last week, Ike said he was still committed to being on the program tomorrow morning at 810 like he normally would be, and so uh, I'm hoping that holds true for whatever reason, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm certain it's going to be a long day for Ike and his family and uh, all of the folks that are helping out with his campaign. 8.26 is our time. And, uh, of course, Professor Paisley mentioned Nancy Pelosi and her trip to Taiwan. And so the uh, New York Times has put together uh, a story ahead of uh, Pelosi's expected trip. Quiet defiance in, in Taiwan, it says. Uh, In Washington, there has been anxious debate over whether Speaker Nancy Pelosi should risk the visit. In Beijing, there have been uh, anger and threats. In Taiwan, where Mrs. or Ms., it says here, Pelosi, is expected to land late Tuesday. The new flare-up in tensions uh, has been met with a subdued defiance. Politicians... From Taiwan's two main political parties have offered support for the trip, a sentiment echoed by many in the self-ruled democracy of more than 23 million people, which China claims as its own, while China released videos of planes and missiles flying to menacing music. One popular meme in Taiwan remade Ms. Pelosi as a powerful Taoist goddess. A Taiwanese politician. Uh... <laughs> Wagered a chicken cutlet giveaway over her visit. Inured to uh, living uh, in one of the world's most dangerous geopolitical flashpoints, Taiwanese people have largely taken the prospect of the visit in stride. That uh, steely nonchalance belies a political reality that uh, has been hardening over the past decade. Many in Taiwan have grown weary of China's threats and crave support from the United States. Ms. Pelosi's trip, if carried out, will be, and uh, it's going to happen, will be the highest level visit by an American official in 25 years. And a diplomatic coup, if mostly a symbolic one for Taiwan, such prominent demonstrations of international support, uh, support, rather, are rare for Taiwan, which Beijing has uh, systematically worked to isolate from global institutions and diplomatic recognition. The talk of a visit has not been without its anxieties for Taiwan. On Tuesday morning, its military said it would strengthen combat readiness in anticipation of a potential response from China, while the island's stock market fell almost 2% over geopolitical concerns about the trip that broadly dragged down global shares. Uh, The president of Taiwan has uh, tread carefully into the fraught political moment. Although on the brink of a major diplomatic victory, she has made no public comment about uh, the trip, probably to avoid uh, exacerbating an already tense situation as well as embarrassment were it not to happen. Known as a cautious and pragmatic operator, uh, the president there has let others speak out instead. Some support uh, has come from unexpected corners. Two stalwarts of the generally China-friendly Kuomintang Party, former President Ma jing Zhao and uh, the party chairman uh, Eric Chu cautiously welcomed the possibility of Ms. Pelosi's visit over the weekend. Is this something that needs to take place? And if it does, what do you think, if anything, will be accomplished? What is the whole purpose of this visit? Is it more symbolic? Uh, Do you think the Chinese would really take some sort of a military stance? Uh, Would they fly close to uh, her plane? Uh, Would they fly close to Taiwan? Would they uh, start having some sort of military exercises uh, close by? We can talk about that coming up on the other side of our information break, which is headed your way now with a little help from our friends, our media partners, and that would be the good folks at LakeExpo.com. Stacey Johnson with a check of local news, as well as uh, our good media partners, our friends at Lake TV. Uncle Chris, Chris Schneider, has a check of sports. We're doing uh, open lines this morning. Feel free to pick up the phone and call the Key Radio Community Hotline at (laughs) 573-633-5395.
1: I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, August 2nd. It's Election Day in Missouri. Voters will decide in today's primary elections who will be the candidate for the major parties in November. But in many places, today's elections will really decide who wins in November. From state and U.S. senator races to county commissioners and prosecutors, there's a lot being decided around the state today. More information and voter guides are available at lakeexpo.com. A Colorado man is facing trafficking drug charges. That's after authorities say they found more than 130 pounds of marijuana in the back of his vehicle. On Saturday evening, July 30th, a Camden County deputy stopped a vehicle with expired temporary tags from out of state. That deputy reportedly discovered a huge load of weed in the back of the vehicle. 45-year-old Kenneth Lamoiro was arrested and charged with three felonies and two misdemeanors. He's being held in Camden County Jail without bond. And Citizens Against Domestic Violence says they're asking the community for help. CADV lends a hand to victims of domestic abuse in the Lake area, but they say they need more facilities to help more people. At their emergency housing, 987 total people were served with beds in 2021, but 145 were turned away because all their beds were full. Plans to expand CADV include four new bedrooms with a total of 12 beds added. More information on the project and how to donate at CADV/VOC.org. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, flakeexpo.com
0: join 89.3 The Key for the BS Nation featuring Matt Burns and Ike Skelton. Bring in people who are influential in the community and focus mostly on state or local and that's really what that's what we wanted to do. Ike and Matt will address local and state issues and how they affect the lake area. It's up to the listener to take it in how they want to take it in. It's the BS Nation Mondays and Saturdays at 10 a.m., 6 p.m., and 2 a.m. on 89.3 The Key.
2: Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. It is a huge day in the baseball world. Today brings the Major League Baseball trading deadline. 5 o'clock our time tonight. So will the Cardinals make a big move that will help them in the playoffs? We'll find out again the trading deadline coming tonight. Now the Cardinals had yesterday off. They open a three-game home series against the rival Cubs today. Uh, the Redbirds will be at home for the next six games three against the Cubs and then three against the Yankees this weekend as for the Royals they are long out of their playoff race so big trades at this point not going to help them this year anyway they opened a series in Chicago against the White Sox yesterday game two of that three game series today and then the Red Sox will be in Kansas City for a four game weekend series the Chiefs continue training camp it's week two St. Joe, a lot of changes this year. No Tyreek Hill of course he was traded to Miami in the offseason. First preseason game August 13th. The first three games of the regular season in September will be at Arizona at home against the Chargers and then in Indianapolis and then the second month of the season in October it'll be the Buccaneers on the road then at home against the Raiders and the Bills and then in San Francisco against the 49ers. That is a tough schedule for the Chiefs. Troy Aikman is going to be leaving Fox. He is joining ESPN's Monday Night Football crew this year, and Troy is going to make a lot of money. $90 million for five years. That means Troy will make more in the next five years in the broadcast booth than he made his entire playing career. And he won three Super Bowls and is in the Hall of Fame. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7.02 in the morning. 5.02 and 11.02 p.m., and Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including the Community Spotlight Show every day at 9.02, 3.02, and 7.02. That features some of the biggest names in our community. Find out how they got to be where they are. That is the Community Spotlight Show. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV, and streaming live 24-7 at... At MyLakeTV.com I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday.
5: I'm Bill Munhausen for Orion Center Creation Expo. The burden of debt is as destructive to liberty as slavery by conquest. Unfortunately, the love of money makes us forget. Our federal government is trillions of dollars in debt. And just the interest payment on the debt is a significant portion of the annual budget. Yet economists say it's not a problem. All we have to do is grow the economy bigger compared to what we need to repay. Too bad the economy isn't keeping up. Debt is a chain around our necks. It prevents us from investing in infrastructure. It limits us in the way we can serve our own citizens. And foreign governments hold us hostage with the threat of calling in our indebtedness. The question is what believers ought to believe. Proverbs 22.7 says the borrower becomes the lender's slave. Proverbs 13.22 says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Avoiding debt is a principle of liberty that can't long be ignored. These 60-second messages are based on the book... XPO by Bill Munhausen. Available in Amazon Books. Helping out
0: the community is as simple as joining the Key Radio team. Right now, Key Radio is looking for an individual to spread the good news about community radio at the Lake of the Ozarks. The job involves talking to local businesses about supporting our mission. You decide how much you'd like to work and get a commission for the work that you do. Sales experience is preferred but isn't required. We need you, and so does our community. Contact Bill Munhausen at 573-2800-532. Key Radio, KEYK, is an equal opportunity employer. If you'd like to become a content provider, simply contact the Lakes Community Radio Station at 89.3, the key. 837, welcome back. And we are happy to have you with us on this second day of August, 2022. Election Day in a lot of places, including right here in Camden County, also in Miller County, a lot of various issues on the ballot. And we encourage you to get out and do what you need to do. Vote, vote, vote. The uh, Key Radio Community hotline open for your thoughts, ideas. As I said, if there's a candidate uh, out there or two that would like to chime in this morning, feel free to give us a call, 573-633-5395. One of the stories that I was going to talk about this morning is uh, former President Trump's Missouri endorsement for Eric causes confusion amongst three Erics, In the GOP race, we'll talk about that here in just a moment. 78 degrees in Osage Beach. 99 degrees, the expected high today. Heat advisory remains in effect until 8 o'clock tomorrow night. So do what you need to do there. 76, the low after we hit that high today of 99. Sunshine today, a clear sky tonight. Isolated thunderstorms possible tomorrow tomorrow. High of around 97. Now, as we know, the forecast bounces all over the place. So, yes, maybe it will do what it says it's going to do. But then again, maybe it won't, right? 93, the expected high on Thursday. 94 on Friday. uh, Sunny and 95 on Saturday. Partly cloudy and 93 on Sunday. So a lot of uh, warm weather, hot weather, humid weather still to come. And then next week uh, we get into... Uh, Low to mid-90s for highs. And at this particular point, I don't see anything that uh, even remotely mentions rain in all of this. We will have uh, hot summer nights for you coming up on Friday, August the 12th. On the beautiful and historic Bagnell Dam Strip. Going to be a fun night. It always is. Bring the family down. uh, Make plans to attend and have a nice time. This... uh, last hot summer nights that we had uh, in the month of July included uh, some visitors. We had the mascots from the Springfield Cardinals. We had Ariel from uh, Little Mermaid. And I don't know what they've got up their sleeves. They're always doing fun and exciting things. A good chance to come down, see some good-looking vehicles, meet some uh, cool folks, see your friends, see your neighbors, maybe even your family members. But uh, come on down to Hot Summer Nights 5 until 10 on Friday, August the 12th rain or shine. Also, I want to thank uh, Bob over at the Kent Memorial Lutheran church for passing this information along coming up, uh, starting Friday, August the 5th from eight until three and Saturday, August the 6th from eight until noon. They will have their, uh, massive rummage sale. This is a huge event with all types of various items. Everyone is welcome to stop in and shop for your favorite items. All funds raised. will go to support our local charities. Uh, If you need more information, you can call the church office at 573-374-5267. Again, Kent Memorial Lutheran Church, their massive rummage sale going on. It starts this Friday, August the 5th, from 8 until 3. Continues on through Saturday, August the 6th, from 8 a.m. until noon. And again, all funds raised will go to support local charities. 8.40 is our time, and uh, yes, a little confusion among the candidates. (laughs) Uh, Former President Trump endorsing uh, Eric, causing some confusion. On Monday, uh, former President Trump gave his long-awaited endorsement in the Republican race for U.S. Senate in Missouri, but that endorsement for Eric caused confusion because in Missouri there are three Erics in the race, Eric Schmidt, Eric Greitens, and Eric McElroy are all running for the nomination to run as the GOP candidates. Soon after, candidates Eric Schmidt and Eric Gridens both released statements claiming Trump had endorsed them. Uh, Trump's statement read, There is a big election in the great state of Missouri. And we must send a MAGA champion and true warrior to the U.S. Senate, someone who will fight for border security, election integrity, our military and great veterans together with uh, having a powerful toughness on crime and the border. We need a person who will not back down on the radical left lunatics who are trying uh, to destroy our country. I trust the great people of Missouri on this one, to make up their own minds, much as they did when they gave me landslide victories in the 2016 and 2020 elections. And I am therefore proud to announce that Eric has my complete and total endorsement. Uh, a recent great TV poll conducted by... Survey USA showed 44% of Republican voters would be more likely to back a candidate who had Trump's endorsement. Yet, it is unclear how much that endorsement will matter to voters one day before the election is set to happen. Obviously, this story coming out yesterday. uh, That same poll shows Schmidt is outpolling former Missouri Governor Eric Greitens in almost every demographic and in every region of the state. It shows Schmidt with a 17-point lead in St. Louis and a 14-point lead in Greater Kansas City. Yet, in the Southeast, Greitens is the leader by 10 points. Greitens also comes with two points uh, within two points of Schmidt amongst the 28% of voters who call themselves very conservative, although Schmidt leads amongst voters who simply call themselves conservative. Now, if you are looking at uh, the Democrats... The poll shows Trudy Bush Valentine with 40% of potential uh, of, of the potential vote, and Lucas Kuntz is second. Kuntz has been endorsed by Senator Bernie Sanders. Kuntz shows strength in northern Missouri and among uh, older voters and liberal voters in the state. And we talked about Lucas Kuntz, who essentially was out there uh, beating the Bushes, doing it the good old-fashioned way, and actually... Appealing to Democrats that uh, felt left out. And I think there are a lot of Democrats that look at uh, what is going on now. I guess maybe traditional, if you want to say, like uh, Kennedy Democrats. And they feel as though that they have been uh, overlooked, that their vote doesn't necessarily matter. Uh, And and who knows? Maybe that's the case. Because you've got... uh, You've got a party that it seems like, regardless, they are called to action. They are asked to come together. And as is the case, these traditional maybe Kennedy-type Democrats, I wonder how they feel about things. And, And I don't know if you've been watching the news or not, but especially Fox News... They have talked to a number of Democrats who are not happy at all with uh, where that party stands right now. They're not happy with the Biden administration. They're not happy in the direction uh, that that administration is is wanting to take the country. And uh, there are a lot of, if you want to call them minority voters, blacks, Hispanics, that uh, feel as though when it's election time, it's the same-o, same-o. They try to drum up support among minority voters, and then after the election is over, uh, they essentially just uh, kick them to the curb, only to try and uh, get them excited again when when a candidate is running, uh, whether it's uh, a local candidate or a candidate running for statewide office or certainly on the federal level. But how do you view minority voters. Is it true that a lot of them feel as though people are speaking for them and they're not truly understanding what is going on in the black community, in the Hispanic community, and there is a need uh, for some true representation? And do you feel like a lot of minority voters feel like they're just being used and aren't really as important as... uh, Well, the Biden administration uh, would say that they are. Another interesting story that I came across here, I don't know if you've been following what's been going on along the border. I'm sure you have. But the uh, Biden administration is uh, working on filling the border wall gaps near Yuma, Arizona. President Joe Biden halted. New border wall construction after he took office, but has since made closing the gaps just south of Yuma a priority. This is from NBCNews.com. The Biden administration on Thursday authorized, last Thursday obviously, authorized completion of the Trump-funded U.S.-Mexico border wall in an open area of southern Arizona near Yuma, where four wide gaps make it amongst, among the busiest corridor uh, corridors for illegal crossings. The Department of Homeland Security said in a statement that the work to complete the project near uh, Morales Dam will better protect migrants who can get hurt slipping down a slope or drown walking through a low section of the Colorado River. The area is the third busiest crossing for migrants who can easily walk across the river to surrender to border officials. That's what they do. They walk across and surrender to border officials. We'll cross the border and we'll wait here till somebody comes and finds us. When they see us, we'll surrender. Completion of the wall was at the top of former President Donald Trump's agenda, and border security remains a potent issue for candidates of both parties going into this year's primary elections. President Joe Biden halted new wall construction after he took office, but has since made closing the gaps just south of Yuma a priority. Democratic U.S. Senator Mark Kerley of Arizona, who is seeking his party uh, nomination uh, next week to defend the seat in November, well, that would be today, uh, has pressed the Biden administration to close the gaps, calling them a challenge for officials trying to secure the border. But Arizona environmentalist Miles Traphagan, who has been mapping ecological damage left by border wall construction under former President Donald Trump, said that, Closing the gaps won't be much of a deterrent. Track Hagen said the Yuma area has become the new Ellis Island for Arizona, with people arriving from uh, countries such as Ethiopia, Cuba, Russia, Ukraine, India, Colombia, and Nicaragua. People have traveled halfway around the globe on planes, trains, and automobiles, he said, so to expect that closing four small gaps is going to make them turn around and book A return flight on Air Ethiopia is a sheer fallacy. The statement announcing Homeland Security Alejandro N. Mayorkas uh, had approved the work to be done by Customs and Border Protection emphasized the area's safety and life hazard risks for migrants attempting to cross into the United States. So they've set this up as, uh, as a... Safety deal. And, and you know how we feel about safety. That isn't the government's role in our lives, to keep us safe. Um, I don't know, maybe you cut yourself shaving, your shaving nick gets infected, and for some strange reason, you die. I hope that doesn't happen. But, you know, the things that we go through in our daily lives, the government cannot protect us from everything. But they want to make sure that people trying to come into the country illegally don't have any issues, don't have any problems. They don't slip and fall and hit their head. Uh, I wonder if they're worried about lawsuits. And wouldn't that literally be the icing on the cake if someone was coming into the country illegally, slipped and fell and hurt themselves somehow, and decided to turn around and sue Uh, The United States government, the Department of Homeland Security, the customs and border folks that work along the border to prevent them coming into the country in the first place. But they said, well, as soon as they come through, then they'll stop, and they'll wait for border agents to find them, and then they'll surrender. This is as far as we go. Did we ever see that huge uh, group of folks that were coming up from Central America? when we talked about that several months ago, did that ever come to fruition? Did we ever see all of those folks make their way into the area? And uh, and you look at other countries around the world who thoroughly protect their borders for a variety of different reasons, and, you know, you can take everything else and kick it to the curb, but I would think the most important thing to do since we're so worried about COVID and now we're focusing on monkeypox is to keep disease out of the country. And when you have all these people coming into the country illegally, you don't know what they're bringing with them. You don't know if they've had any kind of immunizations, uh, you know, what they do down there to make sure. And and, and I would imagine that uh, getting immunized uh, is not something that they really focus on in Mexico, in Central America, in South America, I'm sure there are some people who get immunizations for one reason or another, but uh, a lot of the folks being too poor and not having access, well, come on down or come on up. Come on in. 852. Phone lines open again this morning at five seven three six three three fifty three ninety five. if you've got something on your mind. A a day to get out and let your voices be heard. Of course, um, a lot of races here in uh, Camden County and on the local level. On the local level, we see, um, of course, uh, races for judge, races for presiding commissioner, races for prosecuting attorney. Uh, We've talked to uh, some of these folks, had the opportunity to get them in the studio with us. Uh, Yesterday we talked with Brandon Wilkinson, who's running against uh, incumbent Blaine Lutkemeyer, Dustin Hill, Richard uh, Squira, Jr., and uh, Josh Sikowski for United States Representative in District 3. For Circuit Judge, Circuit 26, Division 2, Kenny Hayden, Fozzie Simon, Michael Gilley running unopposed for Associate Circuit Judge, Division 4, For associate circuit judge, Division 5, Heather Miller, Ryan Bridges, presiding commissioner, uh, Chris Franken, Lydia Porter, Greg Hastie, Nathan Patton, Ike Skelton. Uh, For county clerk, Roland Todd. I saw Roland the other day. Uh, Nice man. Just a nice man. Circuit clerk, Karen Clopton, Kayla Henry. uh, Recorder, Donnie Snelling. Uh, For State Representative District 123, Lisa Thomas and Mindy Martin. For State Representative District 142, Jeff Knight and Royce E. Tuck. For State Senator District 6, Scott Rydell, Mike uh, Bernsketter. For United States Representative District 4, Jim Soupy Campbell, Rick Bratton, William Bill Irwin, Mark Alford, Kalina Bruce, Taylor Burks, Kyle Stoner-LeBrew. For State Auditor, uh, David Gregory and Scott Fitzpatrick. Uh, And then they've got some of these uh, various township uh, folks that are running. Warren Township for uh, Committeemen, Ernie Calvert, Toby Stout, Thomas Martin. Of course, Prosecuting Attorney, uh, Rochelle Grosvenor, Kendall Cunningham. Some folks running unopposed. It's amazing how many of these folks are running unopposed on here. Uh, let's see here. Auglaize Township for uh, Committeemen Chris Twitchell and Jim Hepler. Jackson Township for Committeemen Tom Sullivan, Craig S. Danhuser. Kahika Township for Committeemen Matt Burns, David Edwards. For United States uh, Representative District 3, John Carlin, Bethany Mann, Andrew Daly, and Dylan uh, Derwachter. I believe that's how you pronounce that. But so many folks running unopposed. For United States Senator Lewis Rowland, Gina Ross, Carla Coffey-Wright, Josh Shipp, Spencer uh, Toter, uh, Lucas Kuntz, Jewel Kelly, Clarence Clay Taylor, Pat Kelly, Trudy Bush-Valentine, and Ronald Ron William Harris. Those are the Democrats. Here's where it gets interesting. The um, folks running for United States Senator from the Republican Party. Patrick Lewis, Eric Schmidt, Billy Long, Eric Grydens, Bernie Mowinski, C.W. Gardner, Deshaun Porter, Vicki Hartzler, Dave Sims, Mark McCloskey, Eric McElroy, Dennis Lee Chilton, Robert Allen, Dave Schatz, Hartford Tunnel, Kevin Shepherds, Ricky Joyner, Robert Olson, Russell, uh, wow, Bray Fogel, Jr., Daryl uh, McClanahan, III, and Curtis Vaughn. You have got quite the lineup there. Folks, before you head to the polls, I would uh, recommend... Taking a look at a sample ballot and just kind of going over things. Uh, There are a couple of other issues on here, Uh, not just people that are running for office, but of course you've got the Osage Beach Fire Protection District question. Shall the Osage Beach Fire Protection District impose a sales tax of one-half of one percent for the purpose of providing revenues for the operation of the Osage Beach Fire Protection District, including the purchase of equipment and facilities, And the total property tax levy on properties in the Osage Beach Fire Protection District shall be reduced annually by an amount which reduces property tax revenues by an amount equal to 50% of the previous year's revenue collected from this sales tax. So uh, whatever they get, they split it in half. Half goes back to lowering the uh, property tax. The other half goes to the Osage Beach Fire Protection District for things that they need, uh, equipment and facilities. And also, the Sunrise Beach Fire Protection District uh, Proposition Fire, it says, shall the Board of Directors of the Sunrise Beach Fire Protection District be authorized to levy an additional tax of not more than $0.30 on the $100 of assessed valuation to provide funds for the support of the district. Check your ballots and check them closely, folks. It is important that you keep an eye on what it is we're talking about here. Know the issues. Know the candidates. And as I said, uh, you know, you don't have to... Some people, you know, they vote before they go to work. Some people vote after they get off of work. And I believe the polling place is closed at 7 o'clock. But if you are in line to vote, you will be allowed to do so. Make sure that you've got uh, the proper ID necessary. Uh, But, again, the point here is that you take the time to examine the ballot and make sure that you understand and realize that this is a major election. It uh, is definitely going to signify how we run things in Camden County as well as Miller County. Some people vote with their head. Some people vote with their heart. Some people vote for a name they recognize. Some people check off the first name in the category for whatever office it may be. It is important that you take the time to do your research because this is a very important election on all levels. It will set the table here locally and uh, statewide. And then you have the opportunity to have an idea of what to expect in November with the general election when that rolls around. We're going to take a break. I hope that uh, you are listening this morning and taking the time to uh, possibly even consider joining me at some point to chime in and to talk about what's on your mind. I thank you, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, for making Key Radio and The Daily Show a part of your day. Local news now. Stacey Johnson with lakeexpo.com, your trusted news source. And Uncle Chris, Chris Schneider at Lake TV with a check of sports on The Daily Show on Key Radio. Content provided by the people, right here on 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri.
1: I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, August 2nd. It's Election Day in Missouri. Voters will decide in today's primary elections who will be the candidate for the major parties in November. But in many places, today's elections will really decide who wins in November. From state and U.S. senator races to county commissioners and prosecutors, there's a lot being decided around the state today. More information and voter guides are available at lakeexpo.com. A Colorado man is facing trafficking drug charges. That's after authorities say they found more than 130 pounds of marijuana in the back of his vehicle. On Saturday evening, July 30th, a Camden County deputy stopped a vehicle with expired temporary tags from out of state. That deputy reportedly discovered a huge load of weed in the back of the vehicle. 45-year-old Kenneth Lemoiro was arrested and charged with three felonies and two misdemeanors. He's being held in Camden County Jail without bond. And Citizens Against Domestic Violence says they're asking the community for help. CADV lends a hand to victims of domestic abuse in the lake area, but they say they need more facilities to help more people. At their emergency housing, 987 total people were served with beds in 2021, but 145 were turned away because all their beds were full. Plans to expand CADV include four new bedrooms with a total of 12 beds added. More information on the project and how to donate at CADV/VOC.org. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life flakeexpo.com.
0: Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key & Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key & Lock serving the entire lake area.
2: Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. It is a huge day in the baseball world. Today brings the Major League Baseball trading deadline, 5 o'clock our time tonight. So will the Cardinals make a big move that will help them in the playoffs? We'll find out again the trading deadline coming tonight. Now the Cardinals had yesterday off. They open a three-game home series against the rival Cubs today. Uh, The Redbirds. Be at home for the next six games three against the Cubs and then three against the Yankees this weekend. As for the Royals, they are long out of their playoff race, so big trades at this point not going to help them this year anyway. They opened a series in Chicago against the White Sox yesterday, game two of that three game series today, and then the Red Sox will be in Kansas City for a four game weekend series. The Chiefs continue training camp. It's week two in. In St. Joe. A lot of changes this year. No Tyreek Hill. Of course, he was traded to Miami in the offseason. First preseason game, August 13th. The first three games of the regular season in September will be at Arizona at home against the Chargers and then in Indianapolis. And then the second month of the season in October, it'll be the Buccaneers on the road, then at home against the Raiders and the Bills, and then in San Francisco against the 49ers. That is is a tough schedule for the Chiefs. Troy Aikman is going to be leaving Fox. He is joining ESPN's Monday Night Football crew this year, and Troy is going to make a lot of money, $90 million dollars, For five years, that means Troy will make more in the next five years in the broadcast booth than he made his entire playing career. And he won three Super Bowls and is in the Hall of Fame. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7.02 in the morning. 5.02 and 11.02 p.m., and Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including the Community Spotlight Show every day at 9.02, 3.02, and 7.02. That features some of the biggest names in our community. Find out how they got to be where they are. That is the Community Spotlight Show. You can see Lake TV on... Como Channel 90, absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday.
0: Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through the generosity of our underwriters, like Victoria Station. Everyone at Victoria Station is excited about the new season. It's a chance to see their friends and show off some new products. Misty Atkison talks about what they've done to enhance your shopping experience at Victoria Station.
3: We're looking for new product, looking for new categories, new information on new categories, new colors, new design, just something unique, something we've not seen, something we've not had in our product mix. So we bought a lot of things we think will look great with what we've already been doing. We added to our nautical product mix. We added to our nautical artwork and furniture and accessories, uh, but we were looking for something unique and, and different. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 9.30 to 5.30.
0: This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio, Lake of the Ozarks, with 89.3, The Key. Hey, good morning. It is 9.08 on Election Day. And uh, you're doing what you're doing. I'm doing what I'm doing. But uh, the good news is is that uh, the phone lines are open here this morning, 573-633-5395. We affectionately call it the Key Radio Community Hotline, and it is open to you for any number of reasons. If you'd like to uh, bring up a topic this morning, as I said uh, again this hour, I'll get the ball rolling. At any point, feel free to uh, jump on and talk about whatever it is that uh, might have you a little upset. Uh, You had a... Had a run in with somebody, you had an incident. Uh, uh, I saw where somebody said that they had uh, encountered bed bugs at a, a local establishment, and that when the uh, folks went to talk to those folks in charge, they uh, basically blew them off. Now, I don't know all of the highs and lows, and, of course, I'm not going to mention that particular establishment because the jury is still out, so to speak, on that. 81 degrees here on Osage Beach as we broadcast live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. We've got a lot of really cool things coming up with Key Radio. i got to tell you, we're going to get a camera in the studio soon so you'll be able to uh, see what we've got going on in terms of uh, yours truly and the guests that we have in. Speaking of which... Got a a full card, a full compliment for the rest of the week. Uh, Tomorrow, of course, uh, Ike Skelton still uh, on track to visit us uh, tomorrow morning, as he normally does in the 8 o'clock hour. Professor Jim Paisley on the program tomorrow as well in the 9 o'clock hour. On Thursday, we'll talk it over with Mindy Sales, our Community Events Director for Key Radio, in particular The Daily Show, bringing uh, the spotlight to those folks who... Uh, probably in most cases wouldn't get it. She takes the opportunity to reach out to any number of folks and uh, lets you know about uh, people doing good things in our community. Uh, You might look her up on Facebook, Thoughtful Thursday on Key Radio. Also, if you would like to uh, send her a suggestion for a particular Guest or a particular uh, person in the spotlight on Thoughtful Thursday, you can email her directly, ms. the number four, hawks at gmail.com. The letter M, the letter S, the number four, hawks, H A W K S, all one word as they say, at gmail.com. We'll have uh, Mindy in. Also, Danny Ellison will make his uh, appearance on uh, Key Radio in the 9 o'clock hour at 9.10 to do some ranting and raving. We were really, really kind of bummed out that Danny and uh, Dillinger didn't get to make the trip to Missouri, but we hope to have them in on the return trip. But uh, Danny doing some ranting and raving, and we'll also talk to Laura Martin on uh, Thursday as well. Laura and her husband running the uh, Lighthouse Clinic there on the square in Camdenton. Where they don't accept insurance, you go in, you pay a flat fee for whatever it is you need. Uh, they are uh, like a convenience clinic. And uh, again, uh, just trying to get the word out. We'll get an update from uh, Laura. She'll be in at 940 coming up this Thursday. On Friday, we'll have Bev Allen back with us from uh, Concerned Women for America of Missouri. I would imagine we might be talking a little fallout from uh, the election. And also, the return of Dave Maupin. Dave will be back. Of course, he is the author of Among the Dogwoods. And Dave will have uh, his most recent edition of Among the Dogwoods just for you. So I was reading the uh, website, uh, the Gateway Pundit, this morning. Quadruple vaxxed Joe Biden tests positive for COVID again this morning. And this is uh, something from yesterday. (laughs) Uh, It says, Biden tested positive for covid 19 the second time around on saturday and restarted isolation according to the white house physician joe biden isn't feeling any new symptoms and continues to feel quite well joe biden tested positive for covid uh, the first time around a couple of weeks ago after returning home from a humiliating trip to the middle east Uh, what if anything got accomplished there did you hear of anything uh, that truly got taken care of as far as joe saying hey we need some more of your oil Even though we've got plenty of our own, but uh, we don't want to drill baby drill. We'd rather get it from someplace else. Biden's doctor said he has uh, stopped heart medications for Biden's uh, atrial fibrillation and high cholesterol due to his prescribing Paxlovid to treat uh, Biden's COVID infection. Biden delivered remarks from the Rose Garden of the White House Wednesday to celebrate his freedom from COVID isolation. That was last Wednesday. And, of course, he trashed Trump. When my predecessor got COVID, he had to get helicoptered to Walter Reed Medical Center. He was severely ill. When I got COVID, I worked from upstairs of the White House. The difference is vaccination, said Biden. Joe Biden ended up getting COVID again just a few days after trashing Trump. For the fourth day in a row, Joe Biden has had nothing on his public schedule. Joe Biden's back-to-back COVID infections were interrupted by news of a recession. Interestingly enough, maybe you heard the news last night. They broke in and uh, put, it, uh, put it out there for general consumption that the United States has uh, apparently killed another one of those uh, folks that they'd been looking for for quite some time. And uh, uh, you, you kind of have to wonder they said that this uh, particular strike had been going on for a, or, or they'd been looking for uh this particular person for quite a while but uh, i was watching news last night and they broke in in the middle of the newscast to talk about uh how and and i i really wonder at this point too <laughs> uh if, if, if Joe was even involved in this, he, he had said that, you know, he had been uh, consulting back and forth with uh, members of the military and folks at the Pentagon uh, and and whether or not this, uh, I don't know. I mean, all you hear about is what they tell you, and then there's no opposition whatsoever to what happened, I, I thought for sure after uh, what happened in, with with the drone strike. And I had the story here in front of me. I'll have to uh, grab it uh, at the bottom of the hour, and we'll talk a little bit more about it on the backside of the 9 o'clock hour. But uh, a lot of news of how they had been hunting for this person, they found this person, and the United States will not break. And they had Joe on... Uh, on TV in front of his teleprompter, and it it almost at one point seemed to me like he might be dozing off while he was reading this or he was getting tired. Uh, Because you you know when a president has an opportunity to get in front of the American people, much like when uh, they had found bin Laden and uh, they killed him and then they took his body out to sea to do away with it, to get rid of it. Um, you see someone who is uh, very, I don't know, energized behind the podium. And I guess if Biden's dealing with COVID again, that maybe his energy level just wasn't there. But I don't know if you watched it, if you saw it, if you were at all involved. It, it to me just, it didn't look very genuine to begin with, and, and, and certainly uh, the president, um, well, as I said, we'll talk about it here before we wrap up the program a little bit later on this morning. 0.25% or 0.33% Democrats' Inflation Reduction Act wouldn't lower prices by all that much, analysts say. A story from MSN.com. The big number, the reviews are coming in for Senate Democrats' Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. What a great name, the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. But again, this is something on the surface that everybody says, oh, the Inflation Reduction Act, are we going to get some free money? What are they going to do to help us? What are they going to do to bring down inflation? Well, it's really not about inflation, and you have to get into the details of what it is they're talking about. Um, There was even a claim that the Inflation Reduction Act could possibly uh, not necessarily overturn what the Supreme Court uh, ruled on abortion, but there could be money in uh, in this bill for this uh, Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. There could be money in there for a lot of things. Uh, the whole uh, green energy program uh, billion uh, for health care, for energy, and a tax package that won't actually reduce inflation by a great deal. And this is how they present it to us. They sit down and they come up with all of these things that they want in this particular uh, reduction act, this Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. And it has so little to do with reducing inflation, it's insane. It says, we estimate that the Inflation Reduction Act will produce a very small increase in inflation for the first few years, up to 0.05% points in 2024. We estimate a 0.25 percentage point fall in the PCE price index by the late 2020s. What have you done for me lately? What are we going to do now? How are we going to... Has it ever just been one of those situations where we, the people, have to tighten our belts when you go to the grocery store? Well, they're sitting up in Washington, D.C., and they're saying, well, uh, let's do this and let's do that. What if we try this? What if we try that? We, the people, are the ones out here still paying the high prices and, and watching things continue to go up at the grocery store. Are you paying more or are you buying less? That, my friends, is the question. Are you paying more? Are you willing to continue to make the purchases that you would traditionally make when you go grocery shopping? Or are you buying less? You're saying, well, you know, we can do without this. We can do without that. We can get by with this rather than that. Rather than brand A, uh, we'll buy brand X. Do you find yourself going to stores that traditionally sell? quote-unquote, off-brands in order to get the things that you like, then do you have to sit there and convince the kids? Well, you know, it's, um, it's not what you normally eat. It's kind of the off-brand. But when times get tough, do you traditionally ride it out? Do you traditionally do less in terms of, of, of your purchasing so that you can have the money? For other things like, oh, I don't know, rent or bills or uh, gas. And we're seeing gas coming down, but here's the interesting thing about that. They jack it up, and then they slowly, incrementally bring it down, and everybody's like, whew, finally, gas is going down. (laughs) Well, it's that whole psychological thing, right? You see lower prices... And you think, wow, we're, we're finally getting out from under these high gas prices. Well, gas prices were a lot lower a long time ago. Well, I say a long time ago, but maybe more so uh, during the Trump administration. We watched these gas prices go up to nearly 5 bucks a gallon. And, and I would imagine in some cases there were uh, gas stations charging 5 bucks a gallon in the state of Missouri. But now you see all of these things on social media? Well, it's 359. Well, it's 349. Well, it's 329. Well, you know, not too terribly long ago, it was lower than that. And it's that whole psychological aspect of it. You jack the prices up, you bring them down a little at a time. Everybody feels like something is, is, is happening. We're starting to see low gas prices. No, not at all. <laughs> They're still higher than they were. Uh, so we were talking about uh, these folks saying they estimate a 0.25 percentage point fall in the PCE price reserves, uh, or the PCE price rather index by the late 2020s. The late 2020s, so that's 2022. Uh, this is uh, Penn Wharton, budget model analyst, uh, in a report referring to the Federal Reserve's preferred inflation gauge, the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index. It says here, these point uh, estimates, however, are not statistically different than zero, thereby indicating a very low level of confidence that the legislation will have any impact on inflation. Well, of course it's not going to have any impact on inflation. They're looking for money for other things. It says right here, $739 billion health care energy and tax package. Bend over, grab your ankles, and you know what to do after that. Through the middle of this decade, the impact of the legislation on inflation is marginal, but it becomes more meaningful later in the decade. Well, that certainly doesn't do much for us now. Leading economists agree that this legislation would be an important step forwarding in, forward rather, in fighting inflation and addressing some of our nation's most pressing economic challenges. This from uh, Cecilia Rouse, who chairs President Joe Biden's Council of Economic Advisors. Uh, Also, you've got uh, Chuck Schumer weighing in on this. Schumer on Monday said he expects the Senate to begin voting on the Inflation Reduction Act this week. The House of Representatives would also need to pass the package before it would go to Biden for his signature. If you do anything at all, and this prior to the midterms, I would be on the phone to my representative, to my senator, and say, if you vote for this thing, you will never, never be in polit- political office again. Folks, this is not about inflation at all. It's not... uh, It's not about inflation at all. Uh, You're talking about $739 billion for energy, for health care, and I guess taxes. Another version of this uh, that's out there uh, from from Fox News, the Manchin-Schumer Inflation Reduction Act is a fraud. Uh, they're rushing. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is rushing to pass through the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. It says I don't blame him. The more scrutiny, scrutiny the my, uh, the mini Build Back Better Joining proposal now, gets, Democratic the worse, from West Virginia, the, worse gets. Senator, the worse back. it gets, the worse it looks. It says here.
5: Hey Brett, Brett, thanks for having us. Uh, it says yeah, here. Senator, let's I start
0: with the obvious. Question. Despite its Ministry of Disinformation title, the legislation will not reduce inflation. Analysis, again, from the Penn-Wharton budget model, concludes the impact on inflation is statistically indistinguishable from zero. Just said that. We just talked about that. This is the same PWBM that uh, Schumer touted when opposing the GOP tax bill a while back, and that Senator uh, Mark Warner, a Democrat Virginia, describes as well-respected by both sides of the aisle. In addition, promises that the bill will reduce our fiscal deficit, rely on optimistic assumptions about what a beefed-up uh, IRS will sniff out in the way of tax fraud, $313 billion in proceeds from a tax on corporations that is so injurious to our manufacturers that even Democrats will likely decide to pare it back. As to making what President Joe Biden calls a historic investment in combating climate change, it seems unlikely that expanding tax credits for buying even more EVs and subsidizing more renewables will solve the gritty problems of raw materials shortages and other issues sure to be complicated by the made-in-America provisions of the bill. And for those of you who don't know, that is a major concern when it comes to EVs, is the shortage of raw materials. So chances are that while it checks a number of satisfying boxes for Democrats running scared ahead of the midterms, this bill will not reduce inflation, will not bring down our deficit, and will not have much impact on the climate. Moreover, it will raise taxes on Americans making less than $400,000, belying a critical promise made by President Joe Biden and repeated just recently by Senator Joe Manchin who is promoting this damaging bill. Otherwise, it's a terrific piece of legislation that just magically appeared full-blown at 700-plus pages out of the darkened basement, rather like our befuddled and wildly unpopular president. It says here, let's review how uh, is this bill supposed to fight inflation. First, by allowing the government to negotiate certain drug prices, which supposedly will save... $288 $288 billion over 10 years. For who? Fully 40% of that, $122 billion, comes from revoking a rule put in place by the Trump administration that was never going to be implemented anyway. Such are the games played in this legislation. Goes on to say, there is no doubt that the government could effectively set prices on a variety of drugs since it controls roughly 30%, uh, 36% of total health care spending, but drug companies hit by those price limits are almost sure to raise prices on other products, new drugs, or even on those same products marked are marketed to private customers. They will not simply absorb the lower profits delivered by the feds, nor, uh, nor should they. And uh, plus the rising cost of prescription drug prices is not driving inflation, in fact, in May, while the consumer price index rose 8.6%, prices paid for prescription drugs rose more or, or less than 2%. So capping a commodity that is not actually contributing much to inflation cannot be expected to bring it down. Second, it says the bill will purportedly fight inflation by bringing down the deficit. Of course, since Democrats deny that their reckless $1.9 trillion American rescue plan blew up, our already bloated budget deficit, and delivered inflation. This is a tricky argument. Apparently, some deficits are worse than others. In any event, the deficit impact depends partly on whether giving the IRS an additional $80 billion will yield substantial incremental revenues. The devil is in the details, folks. So keep an eye on this, and then watch as Schumer hops on his horse... And does everything that he possibly can to ram this this thing through as fast as he possibly can. We'll have some more time to talk about it on the other side of our final information break on this particular Daily Show. Stacey Johnson with, yes, local news from LakeExpo.com. Chris Schneider with the Check of Sports from Lake TV. And your phone calls welcome on the Daily Show here on... Radio.
1: I'm Stacy Johnson and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, August 2nd. It's election day in Missouri. Voters will decide in today's primary elections who will be the candidate for the major parties in November. But in many places, today's elections will really decide who wins in November. From state and U.S. senator races to county commissioners and prosecutors, there's a lot being decided around the state today. More information and voter guides are available at lakeexpo.com. A Colorado man is facing trafficking drug charges. That's after authorities. more than 130 pounds of marijuana in the back of his vehicle. On Saturday evening, July 30th, a Camden County deputy stopped a vehicle with expired temporary tags from out of state. That deputy reportedly discovered a huge load of weed in the back of the vehicle. 45-year-old Kenneth Lamoiro was arrested and charged with three felonies and two misdemeanors. He's being held in Camden County Jail without bond. And Citizens Against Domestic Violence says they're asking the community for help. CADV lends a hand to victims of domestic abuse in the lake area, but they say they need more facilities to help more people. At their emergency housing, 987 total people were served with beds in 2021, but 145 were turned away because all their beds were full. Plans to expand CADV include four new bedrooms with a total of 12 beds added. More information on the project and how to donate at CADV/VOC.org. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life FlakeExpo.com
0: Join 89.3 The Key for the BS Nation, featuring Matt Burns and Ike Skelton. Bring in people who are influential in the community and focus mostly on state or local, and that's really what what we wanted to do. Ike and Matt will address local and state issues and how they affect the lake area. It's up to the listener to take it in how they want to take it in. It's the BS Nation, Mondays and Saturdays at 10 a.m., 6 p.m., and 2 a.m. on 89.3 The Key.
2: Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. It is a huge day in the baseball world. Today brings the Major League Baseball trading deadline, 5 o'clock our time tonight. So will the Cardinals make a big move that will help them in the playoffs? We'll find out again the trading deadline coming tonight. Now the Cardinals had yesterday off. They open a three-game home series against the rival Cubs today. Uh, the will be at home for the next six games, three against the Cubs and then three against the Yankees this weekend. As for the Royals, they are long out of their playoff race, so big trades at this point not going to help them this year anyway. They opened a series in Chicago against the White Sox yesterday, game two of that three-game series today, and then the Red Sox will be in Kansas City for a four-game weekend series. The Chiefs continue training camp. It's week two in In St. Joe. A lot of changes this year. No Tyreek Hill. Of course, he was traded to Miami in the offseason. First preseason game, August 13th. The first three games of the regular season in September will be at Arizona at home against the Chargers and then in Indianapolis. And then the second month of the season in October, it'll be the Buccaneers on the road, then at home against the Raiders and the Bills, and then in San Francisco against the 49ers. That is is a tough schedule for the Chiefs. Troy Aikman is going to be leaving Fox. He is joining ESPN's Monday Night Football crew this year and Troy is going to make a lot of money, 90 million dollars. For five years, that means Troy will make more in the next five years in the broadcast booth than he made his entire playing career. And he won three Super Bowls and is in the Hall of Fame. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. 7.02 in the morning. and 11.02 p.m., and Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including the Community Spotlight Show every day at 9.02, 3.02, and 7.02. That features some of the biggest names in our community. Find out how they got to be where they are. That is the Community Spotlight Show. You can see Lake TV on como channel 90 absolutely free on roku just do a search for lake tv and streaming live 24 7 at myLakeTV.com. i'm chris schneider with your key radio lake tv sports update for this tuesday i'm bill
5: munhausen for
2: orion center creation expo
5: the burden of debt is as destructive to liberty as slavery by conquest Unfortunately, the love of money makes us forget. Our federal government is trillions of dollars in debt and just the interest payment on the debt is a significant portion of the annual budget. Yet economists say it's not a problem. All we have to do is grow the economy bigger compared to what we need to repay. Too bad the economy isn't keeping up. Debt is a chain around our necks. It prevents us from investing in infrastructure. It limits us in the way we can serve our own citizens, and foreign governments hold us hostage with the threat of calling in our indebtedness. The question is what believers ought to believe. Proverbs 22.7 says the borrower becomes the lender's slave. Proverbs 13.22 says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Avoiding debt is a principle of liberty that can't long be ignored. These 60-second messages are based on the book, XPO by Bill Munhausen. Available in Amazon Books.
0: Helping out the community is as simple as joining the Key Radio team. Right now, Key Radio is looking for an individual to spread the good news about community radio at the Lake of the Ozarks. The job involves talking to local businesses about supporting our mission. You decide how much you'd like to work and get a commission for the work that you do. Sales experience is preferred but isn't required. We need you, and so does our community. Contact Bill Munhausen at 573-2800-532. Key Radio KEYK is an equal opportunity employer. If you'd like to become a content provider, simply contact the Lakes Community Radio Station at 89.3, The Key. All right, folks, we're in the home stretch, 937. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, great to have your support. Uh, you can get involved with uh, Key Radio as well on a variety of different levels as a listener as someone who could uh, possibly donate to the cause of community radio. Uh, if you're a business owner and you'd like to be an underwriter, or maybe you just want to be a content provider, goodness gracious, you've got something you want to say. You want to have your own show on key radio. Well, uh, put it together in the form of a podcast, and guess what? You are off and running. It is just that simple. Uh, you can contact me on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, Burns, b r n s and ask me about uh, supporting Key Radio. Uh, Donate as an individual, be an underwriter supporting uh, our various uh, content providers, or be a content provider. I know so many of you out there like to uh, talk about uh, what's on your mind. We have a lot of local folks, including uh, Matt Burns, Ike Skelton, uh, Professor Jim Paisley, Bradley Berg, David Porter, uh, Bill Munhausen, all local content providers. And uh, we're happy to have them on, and we'd love to add your name to the list as well. So take the time, 573-633-5395, with uh, about the next 20 minutes or so that we have at our disposal. Feel free to give me a call this morning about uh, something that is on your mind. Uh, You're going to hear it 100 times, 1,000 times, uh, over and over and over and over again, and that is the fact that uh, you need to get out today. And vote So much on the line. Not just candidates, but as I mentioned, some of the uh, issues, and I'll review those again quickly. Uh, shall the Osage Beach Fire Protection District impose a sales tax of one-half of one percent for the purpose of providing revenues for the operation of the Osage Beach Fire Protection District, including the purchase of equipment and facilities, and the total property tax levy on properties in the Osage Beach Fire Protection District shall be reduced annually by an amount which reduces property tax revenues by an amount equal to 50% of the previous year's revenue collected from this sales tax. So what they do is if you pass it, then they look back and they say, okay... Uh, we raised X amount of dollars. We'll split it down the middle. Half of it goes back to uh, lowering the property tax, and the other half goes to the Osage Beach Fire Protection District. And it helps out in uh, a lot of different areas. We had the chance to uh, talk with Chief Paul Berardi from the Osage Beach Fire Protection District and uh, you know uh, the ISO for insurance and a lot of other things. So it does help considerably. And also, shall the Board of Directors of the Sunrise Beach Fire Protection District be authorized to levy an additional tax of not more than $0.30 on the $100 of assessed valuation to provide funds for the support of the district? And I don't know how you look at it, folks, but I look at it from the standpoint that, and I'm not preaching to say that, yes, you need to vote for this or whatever. I'm just saying our area continues to grow. It really does. And it puts it it, it puts the stress and strain on these folks, uh, fire and rescue, law enforcement, to be able to cover all of the areas that they have to cover. And obviously, you know, you, you see a ballot issue, and when you see the ballot issue, you're affected or you feel one way about a ballot issue. But then when you have to pick up the phone because there's an emergency, a medical emergency or a fire, and you dial 911, you want those folks to your location as quickly as possible, right? And we don't think about ballot issues then. So it's up to you, the voter, to determine what you feel is the best course of action. And then, of course, a a number of other things that are on the ballot as well. Presiding Commissioner, Prosecuting Attorney various uh, folks that are running uh, for judge, uh, also for the uh, county uh, circuit clerk, uh, for state representative, for U.S. senator. Now, you're not picking the person who is going to go to Washington, D.C. at this point for U.S. senator. Uh, You are picking the candidate that will then Uh, be up for election in the general election on November the 8th. So you've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 Democrats. And you've got uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Let me make sure I got them all. 21 candidates who are uh, running on the Republican ticket. So quite a number of people to pick from. And before you go to the polls, whatever you do, take the uh, the opportunity to do your homework. That's uh, essentially what uh, we're asking folks to do at this this stage in the game. So it was announced yesterday that uh, al-Qaeda leader uh, Ayman al-Zawahiri was killed in a drone strike. This is coming from the President of the United States, Joe Biden. Um, he was killed over the weekend in a drone strike in a U.S. counterterrorism operation. He carved a trail of murder and violence against American citizens, American service members, American diplomats, and American interests, Mr. Biden said in his brief remarks. I I, I don't know about you, but I, I thought it could have been a situation that was a little bit more concise and to the point, so then you don't leave him open for any gaffes. Um he seemingly made it through uh, the speech without a whole lot of issues or problems. He went on to say in his brief remarks from the White House balcony, now justice has been delivered and this terrorist leader is no more. Uh, the president said Al Zawahiri was killed in Kabul after relentlessly seeking Zawahiri for years under President Bush, Obama, and Trump, our intelligence community located... Zawahiri earlier this year. Again, this coming from the president. He had moved to downtown Kabul to reunite with members of his immediate family. The U.S. government had multiple independent sources confirming Al-Zawahiri's whereabouts at a safe house. A senior administration official told reporters on a call Monday evening, the strike was a result of careful, patient, and persistent work by counterterrorism officials Over the course of months and years, the president said that after he considered clear and convincing evidence of al-Zawahiri's location, he authorized a precision strike that would remove him from the battlefield once and for all. He gave his final approval to go get him one week ago. Says here al-Zawahiri was ultimately taken out by a drone at 9.48 p.m. Eastern Time Saturday While he was on the balcony of the safe house, and his family members were in different rooms of the house. None of his family members were hurt, and there were no civilian casualties. The U.S. government has a high level of confidence that no one else was killed in the strike, according to the senior administration official. Now, I'm wondering, and we haven't seen anything or really heard anything uh, through the mainstream media, in terms of whether or not any other family members or civilians were killed in the drone strike. But my thinking would be is that uh, that's exactly what they come out with here. And they show the bodies of women or children or family members uh, that were killed. And, and like I said, we haven't seen anything. The senior administration official said the president received regular updates as the U.S. government zeroed in on al-Zawahiri. Al-Zawahiri. Once the safe house was located, the president wanted to understand more about the layout of the safe house's doors and windows to avoid other casualties. In the July 25th meeting, the president authorized a precise tailored airstrike that would minimize civilian deaths as much as possible, the senior administration official said. With al-Zawahiri's death, all of the top plotters of the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks are now either dead or captured. The FBI updated its most wanted terrorist poster Monday with al-Zawahiri's status deceased. The president spoke of his visits to Shanksville, Pennsylvania, and Ground Zero in New York last year on the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. And I don't look at this as an anniversary, folks. Again, I've always said that this is a remembrance, not an anniversary. And I don't know how you frame the word anniversary, but when I think of an anniversary, I always think of a happy time. And he said that seeing the names of those who died in the attack etched in bronze was a reminder of the vow Americans made to never forget. Mr. Biden said his hope was that the action taken against al-Zawahiri will bring one more measure of closure to those who lost loved ones on 9-11. The strike came nearly one year after U.S. troops withdrew from Afghanistan, which was not lost on the president. The Biden administration has long made the argument that it can continue to address terrorist threats to the American people without boots on the ground in Afghanistan from over the horizon. Ask all those people that got left behind in Afghanistan, including Americans. When I ended our military mission in Afghanistan almost a year ago, I made a decision that after 20 years of war, the United States no longer needed thousands of boots on the ground in Afghanistan. To protect America from terrorists who seek to do us harm, and it's interesting because I don't know, and maybe we can ask uh, this of uh, Professor Paisley: What is the status of Afghanistan now? Is Al Qaeda, is the Taliban, are they back in control over there? I mean, we haven't heard a we haven't heard a peep out of Afghanistan since we saw people running alongside a a transport plane, a big cargo plane. They were holding on for dear life. Now imagine if that, I mean, imagine if that plane took off with those people hanging on and people were dropping off of the plane as it gained altitude. We would have caught hell for that. Um, Two intelligence sources familiar with the matter said the strike was carried out by the CIA. The president who tested positive with a rebound case of COVID-19, delivered his remarks outdoors from a balcony at the White House. Uh, Taliban spokesman uh, Zabihullah uh, Mahid on Monday confirmed an airstrike conducted by a drone in Kabul. He said the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan views that as a clear violation of international principles. U.S. Secretary of State uh, Anthony Blinken said Monday that by sheltering al-Zawahiri in Afghanistan, the Taliban grossly violated the Doha agreement and repeated assurances to the world that they would not allow Afghan territory to be used by terrorists to threaten the security of other countries. So, hold on here just a minute. Just a minute, if you would, please. This guy is in Afghanistan and... It goes. They go on to say here that they violated the Doha agreement and repeated assurances to the world that they would not allow Afghan territory to be used by terrorists to threaten the security of other countries. What did you think was going to happen? What did you think was going to happen? Do you think that there is really a thriving democracy in, uh, in Afghanistan? Do you think the people there are jumping for joy because the United States pulled out? Was there a need to bring the troops home? Uh, I guess a lot of people would think, yeah, that that is exactly what we needed to do. But the way we did it was more or less just, uh, see you later, bye, you're on your own. And in doing so, we left United States citizens behind. Former acting CIA director and CBS News contributor Michael Morrell said after the president's remarks that it's really hard for me to believe al-Zawahiri was in Kabul without the knowledge of at least some of the Taliban leadership. Noting that al Zawahari was living there fairly open, not trying to hide. Morrell said the strike also makes clear to any other al-Qaeda members in Afghanistan that they must still worry about their security despite the fact that the U.S. no longer has troops there. Al-Zawahiri has long been a wanted man after the 9-11 attacks. Then, President George W. Bush released a list of the FBI's 22 most wanted terrorists, with Al-Zawahiri near the top of the list, along with Osama bin Laden. So they took him out. Andrew Ansbro, president of the FDNY Firefighters Association, in a statement Monday thanked Mr. Biden for helping to bring another level of closure to all impacted by these attacks. Oh, wow. It was rumored for years that he had died, Al-Zawahiri, and the U.S. offered $25 million for information that could lead to his apprehension. So I don't know if somebody is $25 million richer or not. Uh, Much like having the right lottery numbers, I guess you would have to know exactly where this guy was. And they seemed to think that he wasn't really trying to hide, that he was more or less out there. And uh, after years and years and years of looking for this guy, they stumbled upon him, found him, sent in the drone strike. None of his family members were killed. There were no civilian casualties. Uh, Okay. And with that, we'll uh, close the book on that particular story. Yet again. Uh, Note to self, uh, if you're transporting a large quantity of marijuana or any other illegal drugs, make sure the temporary tags on your vehicle are not out of date. Just saying. Just saying. (laughs) Oh, mercy. So a couple of other stories. Interestingly enough here, one of the Camden County Commissioners, Camden County Commissioner James Gohagan, has said, Vote for someone other than Greg. Interesting story. Uh, This is an op-ed that he sent to the editor. I ran for office to reform our local government. We have all heard over the years that Camden County is corrupt. I've seen much since I took office. Uh... But uh, essentially, he says uh, don't vote for, I'm guessing he's referring here to uh, to Greg Hasty, and I'm not in- endorsing that or uh, what have you, but uh, certainly uh, that's an interesting position to take as far as a county commissioner. You're on the commission, and uh, you're saying, well, there's a gentleman who's up for re-election as far as presiding commissioner, but uh, Gohagan is saying uh, don't vote for him. However, uh, Missouri Senator Mike Bernsketter also re- responding to lies about his voting record. And, of course, we know Scott Rydell is running against uh, Mike Bernsketter. And he said that uh, he is campaigning for another term in the state Senate, but he's facing questions about voters, from voters about his voting record at issue. Is the Republican senator conservative enough? Some of the questions come from at least one voter scorecard being circulated, uh, published by a Missouri political action group called the 100 Pack. Bernd says those scorecards contain lies about his actual votes in some cases and are missing context in other cases. Bernd has represented Miller and Morgan counties in the Missouri Senate since he took office. And, and, And folks, again, again, I'm encouraging you to take the opportunity at this point to do what you feel is necessary when it comes to voting in the primary today. Take the time. Go over the ballot. Know who it is you're voting for. Don't blindly vote for a candidate or an issue. Make sure that you are fully aware of what is necessary in order to go out there and make an educated decision. As I said, some people vote for names they know. Some people vote for uh, the first person in each category if they don't know anything about that particular election. What you need to do is you need to sit down and take the opportunity to learn about the candidates, learn about the issues, and you have until 7 o'clock tonight to do that. And again, if you are in line at your particular polling place at 7 o'clock, you will be given the opportunity to vote. We, uh, we've got a good lineup for you tomorrow. A, a great lineup as far as uh, our two guests that will be on the program. As of right now, Ike Skelton is still set to join us as he would normally do. On Wednesday morning in the 8 o'clock hour, followed closely by another fan favorite, and that is the one, the only, Professor Jim Paisley. And he's got a a myriad of topics that he's going to address. We're going to see how things play out over the course of the next 24 hours. Actually, about uh, 23 hours and 3 minutes, and then we'll know for sure. One other uh, quick story here uh, on the way out of Chicago. 911 dispatcher resigns. Blast Mayor Lightfoot's lies and corruption. I don't stand for that. Keith Thornton Jr. joined Fox & Friends to discuss the lawlessness and out-of-control crime that led him to resign from his role as a dispatcher. There is no transparency from the city hall here in Chicago and just a very negligent administration. It was just in time. I'm tired of it, he said, calling out revolving door bail policies. The president of Chicago's police union is blaming the city school system and Mayor Lori Lightfoot for its staggering homicide rate. Chicago police made arrest in 12% of crime cases in 2021, the lowest rate since 20, uh, or 2001, rather, as sweeping changes have been made in recent years as to how the department patrols the streets, including restricting their vehicle pursuit policy and ending foot pursuits if a suspect runs from an officer or if someone commits a minor offense. Thornton said in part that he resigned to be a better advocate and get my voice out there on the crime crisis facing the city. Uh, Goes on to say that Thornton said, what is bigger than the Chicago crime level is Mayor Lightfoot's ego. He went on to say the mayor goes on TV and lies about the severity of The crime in the city. I I, I don't think she really wants to get blasted, do you? I think she more or less wants to, uh, for whatever reason, try and put this thing to bed. And folks, that's what we are going to do at this particular time. Put this episode of The Daily Show to bed. You can listen to it again right here on Key Radio from 4 until 6, from midnight until 2. And, of course, available on the podcast as well. Simply go to uh, keyradio.live, look for The Daily Show, click on the little uh, tab next to it, and uh, you can listen to the podcast anytime you like. 83 degrees, 99 the high. Heat advisory remains in effect until tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. We'll have some election coverage for you as well as uh, quite a bit from our guests.